0: Welcome to Woven Conversations. I'm your host, Michelle Meinhardt. In this podcast, I invite my friends to come and chat about a variety of topics from different perspectives. Today I had my friend Graham Treadway join me and the sound man got to have a microphone. We talked a little bit about everything. His life as a teacher, we talked about music, we talked about spirituality, and really what it came down to is that it's all connected. I hope you enjoy this episode, the season one finale, it's all connected. Hey Graham. I'm Michelle. How you doing? Yeah,
1: I'm awesome, I'm fantastic.
0: I'm so glad we got to do this.
1: Yeah, I've been waiting on you to ask me, so <laughs> it's about time.
0: <laughs> you can definitely think JJ. <laughs> it took him 0.2 seconds to say, well, Graham, and I said, well, yeah.
1: Yeah, for those of you listening, I've been behind the scenes on all these episodes, so.
0: (laughs) It's fantastic. You have the whole story right in front of you.
1: I do. When I was coming up with my questions today, I was like, okay, I'm trying to make sure there were things no one Mm -hmm. else has talked about. They have, yeah. But you guys have talked about a lot of stuff on here. I
0: know, I know. I can't wait. I want to go back through and dig into it all again, and then just keep digging. Yeah. So much fun.
1: Yeah, I mean, I've I've enjoyed. I feel like I've learned a lot, and also just enjoyed listening to them all. So it's yes. been good. I
0: have great people. That's what I always say.
1: Ah, that's the best part of life is having good people around.
0: Truly, truly. Yeah. So. Well, I've got a few questions to get us going. Oh, good. Just by way of, hey, a little bit more about you. Um, so you're quite the musician. You enjoy music. What is your favorite memory involving music? Hmm.
1: Uh, it's probably the first time that um, the champagne of bands played at Weinstock.
0: (laughs) Oh, okay, okay, uh, yeah,
1: which was just the first time I was introduced to like big, you know, a crowd, a pretty large crowd, like 900 people there, yeah, and just huge amounts of fun. But being in a band has just been a blast. I never planned on being in a band, yeah, it, it literally never crossed my mind. Mm-hmm. And my brother-in-law, Greg, invited me one day. He and I would mess around yeah. when Jordan and Jesse, were we would all hang out. And then we found out that each other played guitar and then we would mess around. But one day Greg just was like, hey, um, my old band from high school is getting together. You should come over. And I was like, oh, yeah, I'll come over. That'd be fun. Uh-huh. And literally two weeks later, we had a gig.
0: Oh, my gosh.
1: And that's it was 10 that's years it. ago.
0: Oh, my gosh. It's crazy. That's fun. Oh, that's fun. What a good way to pass years.
1: Ah, yeah, it definitely definitely does.
0: Well, if you weren't then um, perhaps spending all of your days and evenings in a band, and if you weren't teaching high schoolers, what would you be doing with your time during the days?
1: Oh, man. Well, uh, I've been getting into this podcasting stuff uh, recently, but I think, honestly, I would be a carpenter. I I think my, if someone would have, gotten hold of me at the right time and like Mm -hmm. my junior year in high school, I probably would have gotten into carpentry. I love woodworking. Um, and that's kind of my, I don't know, other than music Mm -hmm. and podcasting, Mm -hmm. it's definitely like, I love right now I'm building a charcuterie board. That's my, well uh, yeah, just like a big old charcuterie Mm -hmm. board. That's going to match our kitchen table. Well, contrast and match. So Oh, that's fun. Yeah. So I think that, you know, I, or I'd be, you know, I don't know, like a, a ultra marathon runner if I had all the time and all the, you know. <laughs> the energy to put towards it. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So, Run. yeah.
0: Okay. If you, let's pretend it's a random Friday night and it's only you at home hmm. and you decide to order a pizza, Oh. what would it be?
1: I think I would go Susie's. Mm -hmm. and I'm simple. I am a simple man. It would be pepperoni Mm -hmm. and banana peppers. Oh, nice. That's it. Nice combo. Yep. I just pepperoni, banana peppers. I would put Parmesan cheese on it and some crushed red pepper.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm A little heat with it. A little heat. Nice. Nice. All right. Who is one person outside of your family that altered the course of your life?
1: Oh, uh, Jake Parcel. Okay. Is my first go-to. Okay. Uh, I have so many great friends.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But definitely Jake, so um, my senior, it would have been my senior year, but it took me five and a half years to get through school. So like, my, I was like 22 mm-hmm. and I had moved home from Cincinnati, okay. from the University of Cincinnati, changed my major to education and was going to Finley. And that year, Jake Parcel got done with school at Dayton Mm -hmm. and had gotten a job and what was it that happened? Something. Oh, (laughs) real random. Remember the Enron scandal? Mm -hmm. I do. He worked for a company that did contracting work for Enron. Yeah. And overnight the company was gone. I mean, it was like literally Enron went from being Uh, a company to not being a company. Uh And so they had no work. So he moved home and he and I had ran track together in high school, but didn't, you know, hung out a little bit here and there. And we just kind of found each other and we were each other's like intellectual spark when we needed it. Uh You know, we both needed it. Uh And, uh, he and I just, you know, have been really great friends ever since. Uh, but really he, he taught me to think more analytically than I think I had been thinking. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. He was an engineer, he was a computer engineer, and just had a math kind of logic mind. Yeah. And I had always been very just kind of philosophical, and he honed it for me. Oh, nice. It was good. That's a good friend. He also uh, basically made Jordan date me, <laughs> 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 which has Love also that. obviously altered the course life. Yeah. He literally, yeah. he, I, and Jordan were hanging out one night, and he looked at her and goes, when are you going to break up with your boyfriend and date Graham? You guys are clearly in love, and I was like, "Yeah, that's exactly what she needs so to do." Funny. But uh, she she kind of was shocked by it, and I think probably in the long run, it is what made her begin to think. Oh my oh, god, you're probably right.
0: War Here fun. we are. That's a good friend. That's, that's a, a good good friend, friend right there. Yes, to and, find you a wife.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly.
0: Okay, my last one. What book or podcast have you recommended or referred to the most recently?
1: Well, I'm, I'm three, I'm actually almost done with Sapiens, oh, which about, I know you've I also love. been digging through. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's great. I teach sociology. Mm-hmm. And so you, you told me last weekend uh-huh. that you had gotten the graphic novel uh-huh. for Henry. And I went out, I bought it on Amazon. I think I bought it. I might've bought it that next morning yeah. and I got it already huh. and I'm going to use it. It's going to work perfectly to teach high school. I'm going to, because it's like a graphic novel. Yeah. So what's 16 pages in the book is one little picture. And uh-huh. so I'm going to give them the pictures and then we're going to take notes and they're going to add you know, oh, all the details. Fun. Yeah. So, I mean, it's just like, the, I love the way he mm-hmm. summarizes and just mm-hmm. his theory on why human civilization is what it is. Yeah. It's just fantastic. Oh,
0: yes. Every time I hear him in a podcast, he brings a new angle to his work that he's already done. Like I've already read the book Yeah, yep. and he brings out so many new things. It's oh, yeah. genius.
1: Well, it's humanity is a yeah. deep, deep, Deep subject. One of my favorites. So, uh, I also read um, Green Lights by Matthew McConaughey uh-huh. recently. Um, and I read um, my go to books are always like Joseph Ellis books um, about the founding era. Uh, okay. So, mm-hmm. uh, I recently read The Founding Quartet, uh, which is about Burr, okay. Hamilton, Jefferson, and Adams. Ah and how their relationships helped define what America was. It's really good because it talks it's it's perfect for this time because yeah. almost setting up this idea that maybe the founders I think there's two ways we can look at the founding fathers and one is that they were just a bunch of rich guys mm-hmm. and they happened to be at the right place at the right time mm-hmm. and it's all chaos. But he kind of asserts that maybe maybe they knew that they had to fight Mm -hmm. because this wasn't going to be England where the king says something and everyone does it. Mm -hmm. So they almost immediately set up into camps Mm -hmm. and Adams and Jefferson Mm -hmm. went at it. Mm -hmm. Burr and Hamilton went at it, but Mm -hmm. then also Jefferson and Hamilton went at it Mm -hmm. and then Jefferson and Burr went at it. And it's just like they all, the way that they fought was Mm -hmm. civil. Uh huh. And it's just, it was really good. Ooh, so I that's got, what got I've got missed. a wide selection going I love
0: on. it. I love it.
1: <laughs> yeah. Good. So how about I ask you some questions? I would love that too. All right. So, you know, I teach history. Mm-hmm. And I thought my first question would be a little history question. Okay.
0: History question. Got it. Ready.
1: So w- do you remember the first time you did yoga?
0: I think so. I remember the first time. Time. I remember watching some videos. Yeah. This was way back, like podcasts first run. Yeah. (laughs) Way back. Mm -hmm. And it was a video podcast actually. Some guy put a collection of yoga podcasts, but they were video podcasts. And he had yoga for like everything. Like he named it like you know yoga for sitting a lot and yoga for whatever. And so I would pull up some of those and give it a try. And I was like, well, this is this is interesting. I come from a Movement background. Like I would run. I was an athlete. Like, would, so this kind of stuff wasn't new to me. And yep. it, it was nice. Uh, but the first time uh, my friend actually that lived in Finley at the time, Lori is her name, she invited me. She was taking a uh, yoga class at the YMCA. And it was relatively like new, especially for Northwest Ohio. Oh, like there for weren't sure. studios around. No, it was actually taught by Ben Roethlisberger's mother. Really? Yes. Oh, and, that's fantastic. Who happened to go to Lori's church, and there's a connection through all of that. So she had been going, and I was like, you know, I would really love to know more about this. And she was like, sure. So I went to her house one day. She had a little toddler who was now. at tiffin university and um we were practicing yoga in her living room and i was like well this is interesting like this requires a little bit more than just folding or stretching like there was some some work involved that i hadn't anticipated uh and then very soon after at that time I was working as a youth director here in town for a church and we went on a re- a um, conference with yeah. Lori and her husband who were also youth directors and then another good friend of ours. And it was when the emerging church movement was just kind of coming out and people were trying to figure out what to do with this idea of postmodernism and how we incorporate that into a very modernist structure of, yeah. of the church at the time. And so we went to this, this, uh, what Know, you would call it, it's not a retreat, but you know, we all got together, and we were learning from all these people who have done it. And one of the sessions was yoga, and it was a pastor and his wife, and his wife had just started teaching it at their church. And it was the the three out of the four of us went, and it was just a profoundly eye opening experience. It was very personal and intimate, and it was just like me, but yet it was with a group of people, and it engaged the body in such a way that I'm like, well, this is this is okay. I'm all right with this. Like it was a way of feeling alive in something that was very spiritual because spirituality can be so heady, so ethereal that being able to like literally push down through your big toe mound and do something is a different way of experiencing it. And so that was one of those, those three kind of experiences kind of opened the door to it. Yep. Nice. And you know,
1: you mentioned that the movement and it's more, I've always thought yoga there's something to be said about moving mm-hmm. with other people. Mm-hmm. You're alone. You're doing it by yourself, mm-hmm. but everyone's doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I think there's like a community that builds oh, in that. Yeah. That's a little deeper than even what we oh, understand. For sure. Yeah.
0: When you're moving and especially when you're breathing in the same rhythm and pace, right. there's a connection that happens there. They, there's actually some really scientific studies. Tons about of it. Yeah. Choirs. And what Uh happens with their heart rates and things like that because they're breathing in rhythm together.
1: It's it's why football teams do calisthenics Mm -hmm. together. Mm -hmm. It's as it's as much about them Mm -hmm. uniting as a team, Mm -hmm. they're all moving together. They're all in sync and it sinks their bodies up and their minds up and their hearts up and the whole thing. And why do
0: you think we lead a football team in with a band marching to a cadence? Right. It's the whole thing. It just brings everything. It kind of like stitches it together in a package that you're like, yep, I'm falling in flow with all of it. And everybody around, whether you're running onto the field or you're standing in the stands is a part of part of it. It's engaging. It is. Yeah.
1: Nice. Well, you led me into a second question, um, that you and I have talked about before, but Uh I thought, um, you mentioned that you were kind of brought into yoga through Mm -hmm. Christianity in a way. Mm -hmm. Uh, I know that some people think that yoga and Christianity Mm -hmm. can't mix, Yeah. but you've definitely woven them together and, and realized that what, can you explain that?
0: Um, sure, I'll give my take <laughs> on it. I'm yeah, I mean, sure obviously, n- yeah. wonderful. Yeah, so I get why people would be hesitant. If you do some digging into the history, yoga emerged out of a, a Hindu nation right. and a which had a Hindu re- religion, because most religions were based upon where you lived, not what you believed. Agreed. It was the family you were born to, um, and I've I've read those books and studied some of that, and I think it's fascinating. Uh, but I came to it specifically from a christian perspective that's what i was raised and that's that's all i've known and so i really did some digging before i was ever even a teacher just kind of wanting to know more every once in a while my teacher would spark something say something and i would say hmm well what do i think about that and where where does that lie in my my realm of what is believable or not believable yeah what fits into my life and she always cracked me up. I, I called her my, um, she was more of a Buddhist Catholic.
1: Yeah. And nice. so like she it.
0: brought things together um, that really just made me, it was fantastic exercise. Kind of like what you were saying with Jake, that just made you think through things. And yeah. those are the people in my life that I value the most. Like, if you don't just tell me that I'm right, I want you to help me understand where I might grow. Right. <laughs> where, where I could like take the edges a little further. And so... So, I came to the practice from a Christian perspective. And as I did a little bit more digging, I found that the roots are there. Yoga kind of precedes religion, it's a practice of connecting to your spiritual life, something that lots of religions might name different things. And one of the, uh, one of the chords that really pulled me in was that passage. When Jesus says, my, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Come to me, yeah. all who are weary. My yoke is easy and my burden is light. And I was like, oh, yoke. That's <laughs> literally, the, the, the Aramaic word yoke comes from the Sanskrit word yuj, which is the word yoga. Yeah. And so yoga, yoke, t- it's, it's the way things are connected. Well, How does this go to that? So that's exactly what... Jesus was trying to say, like, the things that I bring, the way that I teach, these things are light. They're not going to weigh you down. This sense of religion is not going to kill you.
1: Yeah. This, and is, a place. this is a
0: freeing place. This is a way of living that allows you to bring this and that together and live in, in freedom. That there's so much freedom talk and spaciousness yeah. through the Gospels. And so I just—that I that to me was like— well, yeah, like his teaching and yoga itself is the way you link things together. Yes, That's why the the world of yoga is so vast. And one of the questions on my forums when people start classes, I'll say, have you practiced yoga? Yes. Well, what kind? Because if you tell me that you've done, you know, a power yoga, something uh, or from the Baptiste tradition, or you tell me that you're coming from this other more yin practice style, those are They're two different, different things. Yeah and the teachers are different and the understandings are different. And so it's the way that things are linked together. But yoga itself is a practice of linking this with that breath, with body, with mind, with heart, just the same yeah. way that my Christian faith is. My, what my Christian faith was lacking for so long was a physical practice that brought my whole self into it. And so what I really found was once I found yoga on a, as an ongoing practice in a studio, my spiritual life was renewed like, oh, there's this whole other world to this, what it means yeah. to live in a body as a spiritual being. Perfect. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, I could keep going. You, Sorry. Oh, I know you've got more could. questions. I, I'm only going to ask one more question okay. and it actually, you, you you brought right up to it. Um, so I, you know, I think that when people think of yoga, uh-huh. it's like balance and flexibility. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just wonder how have you, and how do you just see that that it's not only about physical balance Mm -hmm. and flexibility, Mm -hmm. but it's about psychological balance and Mm -hmm. flexibility, Mm -hmm. spiritual balance Mm -hmm. and flexibility. So in in your mind, how is yoga more than just the physical Mm -hmm. part, but also the emotional and the spiritual part? Yeah.
0: So where do I want to start? So I would say that yoga is the balance of flexibility and strength.
1: There you go. Okay. And so
0: the teachings would say that it's the, the sukha and the sitra. So there's like this idea that there's strength and flexibility. And we all are both of those things. But there are times in our life that we are more one or the other. And there's probably a way that we use a dominant sense. I would say that if you were to ask what my dominant way of being in the world is, I move with my flexibility first, yeah. not my strength. Um, but I have lots of people around me who are very much the opposite. and I appreciate that. So... Balance is how we move from one to the other. Right. And what I have learned in the physical practice is it's not just doing the thing, it's how you respond in a way that isn't so sweeping that you fall over. In balance yeah. is this act of moving from one side to the other, smaller and smaller increments, so that you can navigate those changes really easily. And that's what I find translates into my actual, the rest of my life is being able to say, oh, I'm moving from this to that. How do I do that with a sense of steadiness and ease that uh, I don't get knocked over with whatever's been happening? And knowing when to lean into each of those qualities. So I know that I, I, I move from a sense of flexibility. I'm very spacious. I'm very jointy, <laughs> so, yeah. which makes me a good yoga teacher. I mean, people just appreciate that. Um, but... I'm learning so much about what it means to dig into my strength and move from that place. And so yoga, I would never, I would have just been like, Oh, I'm just not that thing. We are so much more than what we think we are. We just haven't lived into it. We haven't been given those opportunities and yoga reveals that when you start getting into the practice of like, okay, so you think, you know, this thing, but, what if, what if you try this? What have you tried operating from this starting point or that starting point? Yeah. And I, so it has totally, when I think about things and when I teach more, so when I teach them, because I think you learn most when you teach, I don't oh, know. Oh, absolutely. So when I teach things and I'll s- make a statement or ask a question, then all of a sudden I'll say, oh, wow. Yeah. What would that be like? <laughs> yeah. Well, those kind of things translate off the world. Oh, what would it be like to let that go? What would it be like to just let that yeah. go? That would be phenomenal is what that would be. And yeah, so agreed. Um, I don't know if I answered your questions with clarity or at least with like.
1: I mean, you could. That question I was know. one of those ones where we could talk about that for an hour. It's
0: very spacious and heady. I'm trying to think of a really physical or concrete example, but I, I live it and I'm finding that my body will help show me more about what's in my mind
1: yeah. more and more. Yeah. And I I, uh, yoga does that for me for Mm -hmm. sure. Mm -hmm. And I've practiced yoga with you and it's definitely it is you find out your strengths. Yep. You create balance. Yeah. It helps you take that home with you Uh and balance that. Mm hmm. Um, you know, work yeah. work life balance, oh yeah, family friends balance, you know, mm-hmm. leisure mm-hmm. work balance. It's all yeah. that stuff all yeah. together. Hey, I have one more question okay. for you and this will be quick. Okay. So this is the last question of the season for you, I believe. Oh,
0: okay. I hope it's a good
1: one. Yeah. Um, so you and I, you you read some of Green Lights. Did you finish mm-hmm. Green Lights? Didn't finish it yet. Okay, but you get the point. Mm-hmm. Green lights. Mm-hmm. What's a green light that ha- you've come to recently? that you feel like you went through green light and you took it and mm,
0: that's a good question i feel like most of my adult life has been nothing but green lights to be <laughs> honest like way. i resonate with that idea so much i i have just there's a set i come to it with a sense of gratitude like there's so much about my life that was so out of my control Yeah. so there there's a real sense of like things working together and also i I acknowledge it. So I'm going to do everything I can to make those. Like, I'm going to go through it. I'm going right. to hit the gas when I can. Yeah. Because why would you waste an opportunity? And so I really feel like most of the adult decisions in our life have been nothing but green lights. Well, yeah, well, yeah, we're going to do that. Yeah, we're going to move here and find right. our way.
1: I, I think the, one of the, the lessons of mm-hmm. green lights is that... All lights are going to turn green sometimes. Uh, sometimes, right? if
0: you're if you're patient enough, the right it, things will come about. That's exactly right. Yeah, and so yeah, I'm trying to think of a specific recent one. Probably opening the studio is one. I wondered if because, you'd say that. Yeah, yeah. I never intended to open a studio. That was never the, the. I went through my training and I told my teacher, I don't want to open a studio. She's like, all right, then no, 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 don't. You can just teach whenever, wherever. And I said, okay. So I just taught once a week and then. I happened to be downtown and the space that I'm in right now was empty. And so I immediately called my friend and I was like, hey, remind me, I don't want to own a studio. And she goes, oh, I don't think that's true. (laughs) And I was like, wait, what do you mean? And she was like, why wouldn't you want to open a studio? And I was like... Well, I don't know, because I never wanted to. (laughs) So I hung up the phone and I called my sister and I said, hey, remind me, I don't want to open a yoga studio. She goes, oh, I don't think that's true. (laughs) I'm done calling people. (laughs) Like you said, sometimes
1: you just need good people in your life. You
0: do. You just have to be reminded of who you are sometimes. And so I was like, all right, well, let's see what happens. And it was nothing but green lights. Got the space. Everything worked together, which was fantastic. Unfortunately, the
1: the car that ran through your car ran through that. They had a green light also.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. I laughed a lot though, because I said, if that would have happened a month before I opened, I just wouldn't have opened. Yep. I would have been like, meh, okay, not for me. This isn't worth it, but I was already in it. I was ready to go. So, I mean, that was a speed bump at best, but here we are, like we're still doing the thing. So green lights. I know. I love it. (laughs) Uh, Well, Graham, thank you so much for joining me. I absolutely adored having you in our conversation. Uh,
1: Yeah, it's been good to get involved. I've been wanting to talk the whole time. (laughs) I'm so glad. uh, Yeah, finally got to. So it's been great. I'm happy to be here.
0: Well, thanks so much. And for everyone at home, until next time, namaste.